On the 17th of February, uh, the operation of civil scheme commenced for the change of suppression practices, Prohibition Act, which bans the harmful practices, also sometimes referred to as conversion, uh, with change of suppression practices not being supported by medical research and the harm these practices can cause being well documented, uh, as you'll hear Ro discuss in a moment. This has been a long time coming, and to learn more about the Act, uh, yeah, we sat down with Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commissioner Ro Allen. So jump into that interview now. Hey everyone, you're listening to Loud and Queer. I'm Sammy and uh, my pronouns are they, them. I'm coming to you from Wondery Country today and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hi, I'm Ro Allen. I'm the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commissioner and I'm also on Wurundjeri land. Uh, always was and always will be Aboriginal land and my pronouns are they, them. So Ro, would you mind outlining some of the main purposes of this act? So the Change and Suppression Act that came into effect on February 17 basically is the Victorian government's legislative uh, way to say that being gay, lesbian or bisexual, uh, you are not broken or being trans and non-binary, you are not broken, there's nothing to be fixed. It identifies the harms that these practices over time have had on our community and makes it really clear that these practices in Victoria need to stop. Yeah, awesome. So what is the scope of the ban and like what is defined as a change or suppression practice under the Act? Well, there's three three elements to be called a change and suppression act. It has to be focused at an individual. That's the number one. So it can't be just a, a sermon from the front of a, a synagogue or church um, or anywhere else, really. Uh, people are still allowed to give the sermons. It's just you can't then focus down on one person sitting in the congregation and um, talk directly to them. So it has to be focused at an individual. Uh, the other one is it has to be on the basis of their sexual orientation or gender identity. So it's clearly on those two things. And then there has to be a clear intent to change or suppress. And I think change is, is probably a bit more obvious. Suppress probably needs a bit of explanation. Uh, in church settings and other faith settings, uh, asking homosexuals in the past to repress who they are or to be celibate uh, is also um, against the law come 18th of February, which is fantastic. Yeah, amazing. Um, so, yeah, with the uh, from the 17th, change or suppression practices can be reported. Um, would you mind explaining the process of reporting to the Commission? Yeah, I've worked uh, really closely with the, the team that will take the reports to make sure that it really is, you know, focused on making it as smooth and comfortable as it possibly can be, uh, you can you can just put in an anonymous, uh, you know, uh, story as well. Uh, we know that um, we're going to get, or hopefully we'll get to uh, a number of people talking about their historic things. Obviously, when you make a report, anything that happened to you before February 7th wouldn't be picked up in legislation, but it does give us a picture uh, of particular hotspots, I suppose, across Victoria where we could target our education programs or we could look at doing an investigation sort of in the systemic area. So when you come in, um, you can certainly call our inquiry line, which is 1300 292 Inquiry team absolutely understand the law. They're ready to take your call uh, and guide you through the process. You'll be sort of allocated one person that stays with you through the process. You won't be shipped in around the commission because there's a whole lot of different people, but it's a person will guide you through, tell you what would be involved in making a full report. 
but you might just want to tell your story and um, not leave your name. That's absolutely fine. You might want to leave your name. Uh, you know, it, there's a whole range of options for you that the, the team can go through with you. But at the end of the day, it'll be your choice. Yeah. And so I think you covered this. Uh, I think, well, I think this comes across pretty clearly in the the way you answered this last question, but um, yeah, the commission's responses to reports will be survivor and trauma informed and focusing on education facilitation processes. Yeah. yeah. Do you mind like elaborating on that or just highlighting the importance of an approach like that? Sure. As a survivor of a change and suppression act myself, I know how important it is and how, you know, you can be re-traumatized by telling your story again. So we've got really, um, very switched on people in the commission that can work through that. We know that having one point of call, one person, so you don't have to keep telling your story again is really important. Uh, And I also know that we can do facilitations, but they can be shuttle facilitations. You don't ever have to confront the the person that um, perpetrated the act at all. Uh, That's, that's all, all those things are an option and the commission can run through all of those. I think for me, it's important that a lot of the functions that we have you know, of all of them, investigation, report, facilitation, research. Um, I think the, the big one for me is education. I think a lot of what the commission will be doing, you know, over the next year at least is educating people because there's a lot of people that participate in conversion practice that really don't understand the harms to our community. And so training them on the law, uh, first and foremost, but also in that explaining to them about the harm that it causes and the self-harm and suicide potentially of so many of our community over history. Um, we think that's, I think that's the best tool is, is you know, before we start doing investigations and so forth, but we certainly can build a base of evidence uh, around where where the really, um, as I said, the hotspots are and that we can focus our education in those spaces. So other than uh, the hotline number to call to make a report, um, where can people go to find more information? Uh, you can email directly to uh, inquiries at Veriok, which is just inquiries at veohrc.vic.gov.au or, you know, get on our website and you can find the forms to fill in. Um, you know, and you might just want to take those numbers down. You might not feel like you can make those calls you know, on, you know, in February, but it might be February next year. Um, you know, I think it's good to know that that's there. I think what it does is that it gives an authorising environment, this law that says we're watching uh, and this is unacceptable in Victoria, these practices. I, I note that many other countries and many other states have implemented this too. And, and I think we have some of the best world practice in our legislation. And this legislation will also be reviewed in two years. So we can really look at the impacts that it's had and uh, and hopefully they've been very broad. I hope people feel encouraged that, that they're in good hands when they come to the commission. They'll be looked after, cared for. They're incredibly fabulous people who are on the phones or who answer your email. So, and they do understand the issues uh, and, you know, help us make sure that we can um, stamp out change and suppression conversion practices in Victoria. Awesome. Um, Ro, thank you so much for coming onto the show and thank you for all the work you do. Thanks, mate. Pleasure. Thanks so much to Ro Allen for coming onto the show and telling us a bit about this new act. And uh, yeah, there, there were some parts of that conversation that were quite intense, as is the subject of conversion. So 
Um, if you need any support right now, uh, you can reach Q Life at 1 800 184 527 or online via their chat. You can call Lifeline at uh, 13 11 14, or you can also go to rainbowdoor.org.au for some counseling services. This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media.